What is your story? What are all the lessons you've learned and the experiences you've had that have brought you to where you are today? Do you ever tell your story? Who do you tell it to? Just close friends and family? Do you ever tell your story to, to less intimate audiences? If you don't, why don't you? Hey, welcome to the Love Monday podcast, everybody. In this episode, we're going to talk about why you need to be able to tell your story and tell it well. You need to be able to tell it very well. If you don't tell your story or if you have a hard time telling others about yourself, why is that? Is it because you're nobody special? Is that what you think? Is it because is it because who you are and what you know only benefits you? And so you figure, what's the point in telling anybody? Is it because you don't think anyone else is interested in you or what you know? Well, not with that attitude, they're not. I don't want other people to think that I'm all that. I don't want other people to think that I think that I'm all that. (laughs) You ever have that feeling? That's pretty common, I think. And so we kind of play small. If that's what you're thinking, it's time to get rid of that thought and any others that are keeping you from telling your story and telling it well. If you hate Monday and you get the Sunday scaries, A big part of the problem is that you suck at telling your story, and it's time to stop sucking. It's time to tell your story. It's it's a compelling one. It really is. You just don't realize it's compelling. And you are somebody that people want to get to know. And the the only thing keeping them from getting to know you is you. So we're going to talk about some basics to being able to tell your story. And one of them is... First one is know your narrative. It's critical that you have a clear and compelling narrative, uh, you know, a, a clear story, and it's a compelling story. What is your story and what does it teach others about you? That's what we want to start with. And then when you understand your personal story, where you came from and what you learned, why you are who you are today, then you can represent yourself well in job interviews and networking opportunities and everywhere you go. And that's what we want to be able to do. And so that's what we're talking about today. So how do we do this? We have to start looking in the rearview mirror. We have to start looking at what are our stories. We have to go out there and identify them. We have to start building our story. And a good place to start doing that is with your LinkedIn profile. It's like an outline for your career story. So the next thing we want to do is when you start doing this, and and, and we'll talk about how you do this in LinkedIn, but you're going to want to start to highlight relevant accomplishments that you've got, you've had. So so the first thing you're going to do when you go into LinkedIn, because you you know if you've been on LinkedIn, and hopefully you have, if you haven't, you got to get that going. But if you go out to your LinkedIn profile, you know that it gives you your job history. How many jobs do you have out there in your job history? Is it like the last... Have you said, well, I'm going to do the last five years, or if I've been at the same job for five years, I'm going to do the last two jobs or three jobs. What you need to do is you need to list every job you've ever had. You need to go back, start with the first job you had, was whatever it was, if you were uh, delivering newspapers, whatever your first job was, you need to start with that one, 
and then work up and to the present day. And I don't care if you've had 47 jobs or 27 jobs or seven jobs, you need to list every job you've ever had. And with these, as you start looking at those jobs, so, so first of all, just do that. And, and then what do you usually do? What do you usually do when you're filling out your LinkedIn profile or updating it? For each of those jobs, what do you put in there? You typically put in the relevant tasks you did, um, maybe the skills you used in those jobs, and something about the experience you had. Boring. That's what 850 million other LinkedIn people have as their profiles. And are you going to stand out with that? No, you're not going to stand out with that. You need to stand out. So once you've got all of your jobs listed, I don't want you to go and put bullet points of, of facts and figures and, and tasks that you did. That's boring. Nobody wants to read that. You don't even want to read it. You don't even want to write it. That's how boring that is. So now what you're going to do instead, um, oh, also with this, if you, if you do have facts and figures that are relevant, then quantify those. But don't go overboard. Don't tell every fact and figure. Find one that is a compelling headline style figure, fact, statistic, whatever. Use that one. And that's the one you're going to bank on for this whole job experience. So if you can go one job at a time, whatever impressive data you have, choose one of those data points to put in to put in there. Now, you don't necessarily need to put it in, but just have those, have those ready. Now, the next thing we're going to do is, as you go through this, now you're gonna go back to every job you ever had, and you're gonna think of all the experiences that you had in that job, and you're gonna write your best story from that job and the lesson you learned from it that you still use today. What did you learn? What's the biggest lesson you learned from every job you had that you still use today. These should be stories. Each one of those should be a story with examples of personal growth. That's what we're trying to build here. So a story, a single story from each job you've ever had, highlighting in some detail what you learned during that job and how it has shaped who you are today. And then take that compelling headline statistic and weave it into that story. And I'm going to give you some examples from my, uh, from my LinkedIn profile as well. We're not quite ready to go there. Because the next thing you want to know about storytelling is you need to connect emotionally with your audience. You need, but first, and to, to do that, you need to first emotionally connect with yourself. You need to buy into really how great you are. You need to understand that you really bring some value to this world. And by not telling your story and not telling it well, if you even recognize your value, it's probably a miracle. But if you do, you're the only one who knows about it because you haven't been telling your story. So you need to first connect emotionally with who you are. And with these stories that you're finding from each job, make these good stories. Stories you want to tell and want to hear and others want to hear from you. So we want stories that you can connect with emotionally and stories that will connect with that other people will connect with emotionally emotionally, excuse me. And you're going to want to use vivid and relatable anecdotes, little stories from these experiences. You're going to want to incorporate personal challenges and triumphs, wins and losses, and conveying as much passion and enthusiasm in this as you can. 
Again, this is going to feel uncomfortable if you're not used to doing this, but you need to get used to doing it. And you need to be able to tell this story in such a way that people want to hear it over and over and over again. You also need to consider um, the emotions that you want to evoke in your audience. So you connect with it emotionally, but what emotions do you want to evoke in your audience? So you want to tailor your storytelling accordingly. So you're going to want, if this, is, if this is something that was deeply emotionally, deeply moving, like it was a sad story or it was a really challenging story, you want that emotion to come out and you want your listeners to, to feel that emotion too. So I said, I'm going to go out to LinkedIn and I'm going to do that. And you can go out to my LinkedIn profile. Um, my name is spelled R-Y-A-N-H-O-U-M-A-N-D. And as far as I know, I'm the only one in the world with this name. So if you go out and Google that, you're going to be taken to my LinkedIn profile and various other things, but everything you find associated with my name is about me. And there's quite a bit of, quite a few things out there after all these years, but you'll be able to go out and find my LinkedIn profile with my name. And when you do that, it's going to look a little different than yours, most likely. So I'm going to get out there right now. I'm navigating to it. You don't know that because you're just listening. And I'm going to go down to my work experience. And in my work experience, I have done one of the things I did because I made this a story, just like I'm telling you to do. Since your work history goes from most recent to the most distant in the past, it goes chronologically in reverse order. The first line on the top job that I have listed under my experience, there's in all caps, it says spoiler alert, colon. If you're reading about my work experience and you want to know how I got to where I am, Start at the bottom, in parentheses, snow biz, snow cones, and work up. You'll miss a lot of plot points and character development if you don't. So I'm already giving that, that warning. If you just start at the top, you're going to miss some stuff. It, it really makes a story in reverse order if, you're going to, if you'll start at the bottom. So that's the first thing I do is I direct people to the bottom. And, and I've got, I don't know, 27 jobs listed here. So that may sound like a lot, but this, we're doing this to help you out. So do it. Even if you have 47 jobs or 107 jobs, put them all out there. So I'm going to read part of this. I'm going to read a couple of parts of my work experience. Here's one kind of from the middle. It was when I worked for the Home Depot. It says, one Friday night, and this is when I was working in a store. One Friday night, a woman came in frustrated wanting to buy a new lawnmower. I asked her what she was looking for, and she said, I need one that will start. She was pretty frustrated. I, I asked what's going on, and she explains that she has a lawnmower, but it won't start, and she has a party the next day that's going to be in her backyard, and she has to get the lawn mowed that night. She was disappointed that we didn't have one in her price range that was already assembled. We had them in boxes, but, but we sold out of all the assembled ones. So instead, instead of selling her a new lawnmower, which was going to be a whole other problem for her because she would have to get it built in some way, either herself or find somebody who could, I told her it's most likely one of three things keeping her current mower from starting. Number one, no gas. Number two, no spark from the spark plug. Or number three, no air. So it's not getting enough air into the motor to actually uh, start, the, start the engine. So I told her she could clean or replace the spark plug, the air filter, and try it again. I showed her how to do both of these, 
and sent her, sent her with a new spark plug and a new air filter. I told her if cleaning her old ones did the trick, then she could bring back the new ones she just purchased. But I wanted to ha- her to have everything she needed so she could mow her lawn that night. About two and a half hours later, she came back and my heart sunk a little thinking she'd spent that much time and it still didn't start. So she was coming back to buy a lawnmower. Otherwise, why would she be coming back? When she saw me, she smiled. She said, I only came back to thank you. I wire brushed the spark plug, got all the, char- got all the carbon off of it, and it started right up. At this job, what I learned, so that's my story. And what I learned was at this job, I learned how to listen to people and solve problems. And I learned to solve a lot of problems at the Home Depot. And I could solve them for customers. I could solve them for my employees who reported to me as I, as I was a manager there. I could solve them for, um, for, for peers. I learned a lot about listening so I could effectively solve problems. So that's one example of a story that I have in my LinkedIn profile. Again, you can go out and check these. I'm going to give you another one, and then we're going to go back to and finish up what we're talking about here in this episode. My, another one that I have is I was a snowboard instructor for one year. And the reason I became a snowboard instructor was because I wanted to learn how to teach people to ride a snowboard. I knew how to ride a snowboard, but I didn't know how to teach anybody. So I wanted to be able to teach people to do this. So at Park City Mountain, here's my story. At Park City Mountain Resort, I learned I can coach anyone in any endeavor. That was the lesson. In this one, I started right off with the lesson. Now, here's the story. At the end of a group lesson, at the end of one of my group lessons, 10-year-old Megan while having her mom take a picture of her with her completed learner log, stopped her mom and asked, can Ryan be in the picture? (laughs) That's my story. A 10-year-old girl wanted to have a 48-year-old man be in in a picture with her because I had had such an impact on her. She was so excited to show her mom what she'd learned that she, when her mom wanted to take her picture, she wanted me to be in the picture because it was part of the memory. Coaching new skills is my superpower. I empower people of all ages and from all corners of the world to conquer fear and embrace new skills. If you're between the ages of nine and 90, I guarantee I can teach you to ride. So that's my story from, the snow, from being a snowboard instructor. Hey, do you hate Monday? Do you want help to stop hating Monday? If you need coaching, real effective one-on-one coaching with me, the guy who started the Love Monday movement, I have some open spots. Go to lovemondaylikefriday.com. Go to the Monday store page for more details. Hey, when are you going to start loving Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason? It's time. So now the next thing you're going to do with with a couple of examples there, the next thing you're going to want to do is understand that you want to keep this story concise. It's important to keep your story concise, engaging, and relevant to what you learned and how you use that lesson now. So that's what you want to do. So the Home Depot story is a little longer. The I'll be honest, the one from Park City, from the, being a snowboard instructor, was probably a little bit short. I could do some things to make that one a little bit better, and I think I'm going to go back and do that. So I gave you a good example and a not-so-good example. So remember, keep the story concise, engaging, and relevant to what you learned and how you use that lesson now. Use hooks, build tension, Make it memorable. So, you know, use some hook like in, in, uh, in the snowboard one, I had kind of a hook there where I talked about how um, I, I kind of gave the setting. It was, a, you know, the end of the day and uh, the end of a day of a lesson and this 
young girl, 10 year old named Megan, I think it was, said, you know, can Ryan be in the picture? You know, so again, that's something I could probably make a little more hooky, but that's what you want to do. Something that grabs the attention. Do tell the story from the perspective of putting them in it. Describe the, the situation. You know, I'm at a I'm I'm at a conference and I'm talking to this person or I was I was um, on this in the middle of this big project and I was in the middle of this deadline and set the stage is what I'm saying. Just set the stage, set the set the scene for them and give it something that hooks them. Like like the lawnmower example from the Home Depot. That is a great one where where it was like the lady walks into the store, she's upset, she needs a new lawnmower, and we don't have one. You know, that's that's the hook. Now that you want it that and then from there you're building the tension. She doesn't have there are no lawnmowers that are assembled that she can get, and she needs to just take one home and mow the lawn. So and then I build the tension further by saying, well, I don't have one assembled, but I can tell you how to get it started. Then the tension is, is she going to get it started or not? And then more tension comes when she comes back to the store and I'm feeling like, oh no, now it's two hour, two and a half hours later and she still needs to buy a lawnmower and it's getting dark. All of those things. And then we get a great ending in that story where she comes back and she just came back to thank me for what I showed her and she got her lawn mowed. And that's why it took two and a half hours to come back. So that's what you want to do. Use hooks, build tension, make it memorable. And then once you have the whole, all the whole narrative in there from your first job to your most current job with your hooks and your tension building and making it memorable, now you have to go into LinkedIn and go back and read it. Read it over and over. Get familiar with it. And I want you to read it to see if it's conversational. When you read it out loud, if it doesn't sound like the way you talk, then you need to change it to the way you would talk for two reasons. When people go in to read that, they want to know who you are. They want, if you can become likable, you're going to get followers, you're going to get interest. So, so write it the way you would read it. And then, so that helps you be more relatable for one thing, but also when you're going in there to read it again and practice it, you're going to get it in your mind in a good way that in a good storytelling format so that when you need to tell the story in a job interview or at a networking event or with somebody who might be able to help you get a better job that you can love Monday just like Friday at, you'll be able to tell the story effectively. So practice reading it out loud and to, to establish this, you know, to establish this conversational um, perspective to it. If anything is written in a way that you wouldn't say it, change it so that it is in a way you would say it. Um, then, then I want you to go, I want you to read it on, on a recording, take out your phone and, and, and open your voice recorder app and, and read it into, into your phone. And then I want you to listen back. This is like a sports team, a coach would do game film for you. You need to listen to how you say it. If you, and, and if, if it bothers you to hear your own voice then pretend it's someone else and then, and then critique it in that way. Um, Pretend it's not you. Just detach yourself from it if, it if your voice bothers you a lot. That's what I've had to do, and that's how I've gotten better at presenting, better at recordings, better at doing videos, is I have watched hundreds of hours and listened to hundreds of hours of my own voice and my own face on screen 
And it was pretty painful to begin with, but it doesn't bother me at all anymore. And if you want coaching on your voice, go to lovemondaylikefriday.com and sign up for coaching with me, one-on-one coaching, and I can help you with your voice. I've had voice coaching too. And if you want help with your voice and you don't want one-on-one coaching, if you want to take online courses, I don't have those, but you can Google Roger Love. He's my vocal coach. He's the guy who's given me a couple of of actually impromptu live sessions, and he's also the vocal coach for people like John Mayer and Gwen Stefani and Tony Robbins. So I've had some one-on-one time with him in a couple of instances, and he's actually given me some great advice on helping me with my voice. And so if you need help with your voice, I can give you some pointers if you want to sign up for one-on-one coaching or go find Roger Love, L-O-V-E, online, and he's got some great resources out there. Remember, storytelling is a skill that can be that really needs to be honed over time. It, it takes some time to get good at it. And the more you practice and refine your story, the more effective you'll convey that story and your value and stand out in job interviews and applications. So not applications so much, but job interviews and networking events. Um, it's it's. I mean, maybe with applications in when when if they go into your LinkedIn profile to look at it, and then they, then they can read the story. So yes, even in in apl- the application process. But most importantly, I want you to be able to tell your story well, and that's the point of what we talked about today. So if you want more information on this, you can go to lovemondaylikefriday.com. I want to encourage you to go to lovemondaylikefriday.com and sign up for either the basic or the premium membership. The basic membership is going to give you access to all my content, and it's I've got a lot of courses out there with a lot of exercises, downloadable material, things that are going to help you love Monday just like Friday. Now, the, the premium membership gives you all that same stuff, but it also gives you a monthly group coaching session with me where I'm going to come on for 10 minutes and teach something. And then I'm going to give you the rest of the hour to ask whatever questions you want. So if you're taking courses at lovemondaylikefriday.com and you've got questions about how to apply them, this is your time for coaching with me. Now it'll be in a group session, but those group coaching sessions are so great because you pick up things from other learners, from, from other people who are being coached um, that, that are going to help you out too. So I love group coaching actually. But if you want one-on-one coaching, you can also purchase that at lovemondaylikefriday.com. So go out, check out lovemondaylikefriday.com if you haven't. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, come on, subscribe. Subscribing really helps me out. And if you want to go in and also write a review and recommendation, at wherever you get your podcasts, um, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever you get them, um, write a review for me. I would really appreciate that. Until next week, and you'll want to join me next week because I have a great guest. Steve Arntz is going to be joining us. We had such a great conversation when we recorded that podcast. You're going to want to hear it. He's got some great insights on how to love Monday like Friday. How to love Monday like Friday. Um, he is the CEO of a company called Campfire. And he's a fascinating individual. So you're going to want to join us for that. So go out and subscribe to this and you'll get it delivered to you on Monday. Until then, I will see you later and talk to you soon.